0: Let us remain standing and let us pray that God the Holy Ghost would descend upon us in great power this day to fill us with the hope which is ours in Jesus Christ. I am resurrection and life, saith the Lord. He that believeth in me, though he should die, yet shall he live. And he that believeth in me shall never die. Glory to God who has given us salvation in his Son, Jesus Christ. Glory to God forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated. I am resurrection and life, saith the Lord. He that believeth in me, though he should die, yet shall he live. And he that believeth in me shall never die. Today we are commemorating... All Souls Sunday. We remember in particular those who have gone before us in faith and those whose faith is known to God alone. And we commend them to the mercies of Almighty God. What do we know about death? On the one hand... We know very little about it. On the other hand, we know what God desires for us to know. We know that death was not part of God's intention for us. God did not breathe death into His creation. He breathed life into His creation. But because God is life, to move into a greater and deeper relationship with God is to eternally embrace life. But to turn from God is to embrace death. For when we turn from God, we turn from life itself, because God is the source of all life. And so when mankind sinned against God, death entered into God's creation. So although we do not fully understand all the mysteries of death, we know that it was not God's intention from the beginning for us, and that we ourselves introduced death into His creation. We turned from God. Literally, we turned away from life and embraced eternal death. But God did not abandon us. God, knowing what we had done, sought after us. He came to deliver us from death to bring us into his own life. That we may share with him that which is his from all eternity, the gift of eternal life with the Father. In Luke chapter 1, verses 76 to 79, we hear familiar verses from the Benedictus Dominus Deus, that morning canticle. Zechariah, being moved by the Holy Spirit, speaks of his son, still yet to be born, John the Baptist, who would be the forerunner of the promised one, Jesus. And Zechariah says, And you, child, that is, John, will be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare His ways, to give knowledge of salvation to His people in the forgiveness of their sins. Through the tender mercy of our God, when the day shall dawn upon us from on high, to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet, into the way of peace. Here we have the promise of God being spoken into the sorrow of death that life himself is coming in the promised one, the Messiah, to bring light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. And so we the Church of God, are sent as John the Baptist has been sent. And you, children, will be called prophets of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way. You shall go to your neighbors, and to your family members, and to your friends. You will go to your co-workers. You will go to the stranger. You will go into the French Hill neighborhood to give knowledge of salvation to His people in the forgiveness of their sins through the tender mercy of our God. And and to them you shall proclaim that the day shall dawn upon them from on high. For light has come to those who sit in darkness in the shadow of death. And the Lord shall guide their feet into the way of peace. Death is in the world, but life is in the word. And we are to be bearers of the word into the world. This past Friday, Deacon Susie and I, where is she, headed out into the French Hill neighborhood. This was our first prayer walk in French Hill because the last time we went out it started to rain and so we just hung around the fire station and had lunch. And so we went into the French Hill neighborhood and we prayed and we went out into the streets. And I wish I had the time to share the entire prayer walk with you because truly the Lord went before us to prepare the way. But at one point, we came to a door that I will admit I was very afraid to enter, it was a bar. And it seemed very boarded up. And there were only two windows, but they were very high. You'd have to be much taller to be able to see in. And they had beer signs in them anyway. And so you couldn't see in to the bar. It did cross my mind whether this was more than a bar, since there were no windows. I heard two voices. One was the voice of God who said, I've called you to be a prophet of the Most High, to prepare His way, to give knowledge of salvation to my people for the forgiveness of sins. Go through this door and minister. Proclaim that light has come to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death. The other voice was that of Mike Kenyon, who was saying to me, you're bringing my wife where? As much as I love and respect Mike, the voice of God won out. (laughs) And I turned to Susie and I said, Deacon, we're going in. And we went in. And as we stepped in, we heard a voice that said, Father Michael. (laughs) Someone we knew was waiting for us on the other side of that door. And we had an opportunity to greet that person. And we prayed with that person in the midst of this bar in French Hill. And we had an opportunity to greet the bartender, David, who has a long white beard. And we gave him a gift bag. And although he said very few words as we were leaving, he said, thank you, and I saw him looking through the bag. And a few others who came through the bar saw us there ministering to this person we knew and praying with them. And there was a great sign in there, too. A picture of Roger Maris. (laughs) Some of you will have to look that up when you get home. But we were living out what we are called to do. But not as the ordained clergy, but literally as God's people. We are sent to go into the world of death with the word of life. John 11, beginning at verse 20. One of my favorite passages in all of Holy Scripture. Lazarus dies. And Jesus comes to the funeral. And Martha comes out to greet him. And it says, when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him while Mary sat in the house. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Even in the midst of her grief and sorrow, she knew that the Lord Jesus was the gift of life. In the midst of death. And to have Jesus present with her would expel death, for he is life. To receive Jesus is literally to turn around again from death to life. But her faith goes deeper. And she says to him, and even now I know that whatever you ask from God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. And Martha says to Jesus, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. Now, this tells us something very important. This tells us that Martha followed the teachings of the Pharisees and that of our Lord, that indeed there is a resurrection, as opposed to the teaching of the Sadducees, that there is no resurrection event on the last day. And so she shifts her hope from Jesus himself to the event on the last day when the dead shall be raised. And then Jesus says something to her that is perhaps the most profound words in all of Holy Scripture. He says to Martha, I am the resurrection and the life. That is, before we can even begin to conceive the event of the resurrection, we must understand that resurrection in life is a person, and that that person has a name, and that his name is Jesus, and that he is the gift of life from God. It's in the midst of death that life himself has come, in the person of Jesus who says, I am your hope now. Not only in the resurrection to come on the last day, but now. For I am resurrection. And I am life. That is, resurrection and life are not firstly events but a person. It's not what is life or what is resurrection, but who is life and who is resurrection. And the answer is Jesus. By the way, I just noticed something. My mother's here. She's in the very back. And when I said the name of Jesus, her, her head bowed. Now, I told you that my mother taught me that, and I taught you that, so she's the only one that did it right. I said the name of Jesus, so start bowing your head, because my mother's here. I mean, because it's the right thing to do. I taught them, Mom. Jesus is life. He is the promise of life. He goes on to say, He who believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. That is, if you believe in Jesus, if you receive the gift of life from God into your heart, you shall never know death truly. For true death is to have one's heart turned away from God, who is life. But when you die, if you go forth in faith, you will go forth in Christ and Christ shall receive you. As he said in the Gospel today, I go to prepare a place for you. I will come again and will take you to myself, that where I am, you may be also. You may be also. And so for those who have received life in Christ There is no death, for death means to have one's heart turned away from God. But when one's heart is turned towards Christ, they receive life. It isn't the end, but rather a step into the fuller presence of God and into fuller life in Him, in Christ. He who believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. You shall never know death. And then Jesus asks the most important question that you will ever be asked. He calls you by name, And says, in the midst of the trials and tribulations of this world, in the midst of the sadness of this world, in the midst of sin, in the midst of a world that is filled with death and over which death reigns, I am resurrection and life. And if you receive me, you shall never know death. And then he calls you by name and says, Annette, do you believe this? Olivia, do you believe this? Monica, do you believe this? Diana, do you believe this? This is the question that we are asked in the midst of suffering, in the midst of trial and tribulation, in the midst of sin, in the midst of a world that is filled with death, do you believe that Jesus Christ is life? Do you believe this? For you, children, will be called prophets of the Most High, and you will go before the Lord to prepare His ways in a world filled with death, to give knowledge of salvation to His people for the forgiveness of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, you will go forth with the word of life and you shall proclaim that the day has come from on high to give light to them that sit in darkness in the shadow of death and to guide their feet into the way of peace. In the midst of death, we have promise, the promise of Jesus, This is our promise. This is why we are here. This is why the church exists. It's because death is no longer the final word in this world. The final word in this world is the word of life and salvation in Jesus Christ. Go into the world of death. Go into it with the word of life. And make him known to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death. For they need to know the grace and the light and the hope and the truth and the goodness and the mercy and the forgiveness and the joy and the wonder which is ours in Jesus Christ. Amen.